I am a Jew. Those have been the words of the Jewish people for three millennia. Those were the words of the men, women, and children of Masada. Those were the words of the followers of Bar Kokhba. Those were the words of Jews in Granada in 1066 and the Rhineland in 1096 and Chamanetsky from 1648 to 1657 and Kishinev in 1903 and Hebron in 1929. Those were the words of Jews in Auschwitz and Treblinka. Those were the last words of Daniel Pearl. And those are my words too. They're the words of my parents, the words of my wife, my children. Over the weekend, my people, the Jewish people, were attacked and murdered mutilated, our women were raped, our children were kidnapped. This has happened millions of times before to millions of Jews across history. Jew hatred exists because evil exists, because there are people who have, for literally all of human history, hated the Jews and sought to strike at them while they are weak, who have blamed the Jews for their own problems, who have crafted complex conspiracy theories about the supposed power of the Jews, who have sought to destroy, to murder, to mutilate, to rape the Jews, from Pharaoh to Haman, from Hitler to Hamas. The words of the Nazis are indistinguishable from the words of the Hamas charter. The chain of Jew hatred is unbroken. For two millennia, since the destruction of the last Jewish dynasty in the Holy Land of Israel, those Jew haters were ascendant. Well, no longer. That is the promise of the state of Israel. Never again. The Jews will not stand by. They will not be murdered. They will not leave their biblical homeland. They will not surrender. They will be strong and courageous. Chazak v'amatz. As Joshua said 3,000 years ago, Israel is indispensable. This weekend proved it is indispensable. Its presence is a miracle. Its strength, a gift. Thank God for the state of Israel. There are people who say that anti-Zionism is not anti-Semitism. Tell that to the dead women and children in Sterot. Tell that to Hamas, who proclaim in their charter, quote, Israel will exist and will continue to exist until Islam will obliterate it, just as it obliterated others before it. There are those who say, that the Israeli-Arab conflict is a cycle of violence. Only the morally blind, obtuse, could ever say such a thing. Today, I'm going to show you videos. And the videos I'm going to show you are going to be ingrained on the inside of your eyelids for the rest of your life because this is what evil looks like. So look. Today, I'm going to show you videos that will be seared into your brains. Look. Look, because this is what moral equivalence brings. The rape of women. The kidnapping of children. The murder of hundreds of innocents, including full families. Look. For decades, we've been told that if you look evil in its face, that was somehow unsophisticated. That to pretend evil away was an act of intellectual virtue. That to cater to evil, to concede to evil, was the pathway toward a better, more peaceful world. It was a damned lie. Look. There are those out there who are proclaiming the complexity of it all. Those people are fools. They are fools, and what is worse, they are enablers of evil. They are fellow travelers. They are justifiers of the worst human rights violators on the planet people who target civilians and hide behind them. Today, I'm going to let evil show you its face. Do not turn away. Look. This weekend, this was the worst day for Jews since the Holocaust. Do not turn away. Look. Look it in the face. And I know that you will. I know you will because I'm a Jew and because I'm an American. Americans love justice. Americans love the good. Americans resonate to the book of Psalms that says, hate evil, those who love the Lord. Hate evil, hate evil, and fight it. Americans always have, and they always will. I know we will. So, for those who haven't been following the horrific and heartbreaking and nausea-inducing news over the weekend, here's how we found out what was going on over the weekend. 
My family and I flew back from Israel on Friday morning, 12.15 Friday morning. We were back in Miami about seven o'clock in the morning and, um, you know, touch base with family members we still have in Israel, our friends who are still in Israel. And, uh, and then, you know, the day went as it normally goes and went to sleep. It was Friday night, which means that pretty much all communications devices are off. We don't use the, the phone. We don't use the computer. We don't use the internet. None of that sort of stuff. I head for, uh, for Shul on Saturday morning, and it was a two-day Yom Tov. It's a two-day period in which you're not supposed to access electronic equipment uh, if, you are, if you're an Orthodox Jew. In Israel, it's one day. In, in America, it's two days. And so on Saturday morning, my security guys who are outside the synagogue, as they always are, I see there's a security guy outside my house. And then I see that there's a security guy outside the synagogue and he comes up to me and he starts informing me of what is going on. And over the course of the next two days, the information bleeds slowly out into my community because obviously nobody in my community has the internet on, has their phones on. There are members of my community who, are, who have no idea whether their relatives are alive or dead in Israel over the course of these two days. We have, we have brothers and sisters, parents and, and kids are in Israel right now, not knowing what's going on trying to trying desperately to to get information without violating Jewish law and um, and obviously the information was was being disseminated we, we'd heard rumors we, we knew some of what was going on and then um, and then we came back online last night and uh, and here's what we came back to over the course of the weekend 800 to 1,000 terrorists entered Israel through approximately 80 gaps in the fence in the security border that was supposed to be secure there can be a lot of questions to be asked about the intelligence failures here about the technical failures here, and then proceeded to attack 20 communities and 11 Israeli Defense Force bases, IDF bases. At least 800 people are dead. Several thousand have been wounded. For, for those who are claiming that this is because of Israel's treatment of Gaza, just recognize Israel has no presence in the Gaza Strip. Israel abandoned the Gaza Strip in 2005 under the so-called disengagement plan. Hamas a terrorist group established in 1987-1988 with the express purpose of destroying the state of Israel and killing Jews globally. Hamas was elected to lead the Gaza Strip in 2006. They've ruled continuously since 2007. They've initiated multiple conflicts over the course of that time. In 2006, 2008, 2011, 2018, they initiated large wars in 2008, 2012, 2014, and 2021. And the general Israeli security perspective was keep them hemmed in. Keep that wall, make sure they don't, they don't breach that border. Every so often there'd be barrage of rocket fire, use Iron Dome to shoot down those rockets and essentially relegate your own population to living in bunkers underground for several weeks every year while Hamas fires rockets at them. But so long as the casualties are minimized, just continue to live. And then the weekend. So the, the timeline of the weekend was essentially that about 6.30 a.m. local time, the... Uh, Hamas terrorists began firing a barrage of rocket fire from Gaza into Israel, hitting several cities ranging from Tel Aviv, which is basically located in the center coast of Israel, down to Rehovot and Gadera and Ashkelon. Those are areas that are, that are slightly closer. Ashkelon is pretty close to the Gaza Strip. Uh, for those who don't know the geography of the state of Israel, the state of Israel looks like kind of a wedge. The Gaza Strip is, uh, is at the corner of that wedge. If you imagine Israel sort of a an elongated diamond. It's at the lower left-hand side of that elongated diamond. It's a fairly small area. Hosts about 2 million Palestinians, Palestinian Arabs. And uh, the Gaza Strip, as I say, has been under the complete and utter control of Hamas since 2007. Israel has no presence 
in the Gaza Strip. It does not control what goes on inside the Gaza Strip. It doesn't allow weapons to flow inside the Gaza Strip, but it has been providing free electricity and water to the Gaza Strip for literally decades. They started firing at about 6.35 a.m. Uh, the sirens all went off. The um, people rushed underground, and it turns out that this is all a distraction technique. It's a highly sophisticated operation planned and greenlit, apparently by the Iranian government. The Iranian government on a geopolitical level is terrified that Israel is about to make peace with Saudi Arabia and that peace is going to break out across the region, providing a regional counterbalance to the worst terror state in modern history. The Iranian terror state, which has spread its tentacles of evil across Iraq, across Syria, across Lebanon, into Yemen, into the Gaza Strip. At about um, 7.40 a.m., the Hamas terrorists began blowing up parts of the border fence. This border fence was supposed to be technologically sophisticated. It was a so-called touch fence, which means that uh, if there were ladders that were stacked on the fence, then they would go off and then everybody would be alerted. But apparently there was a simultaneous attack, a cyber attack on the border fence, which meant that it was not functioning properly. Apparently about 80 places in the wall were breached. They rushed through. They proceeded to... uh, blow up and and murder a bunch of Jews in these IDF bases. And then they proceeded into Israeli border towns. And they went house to house, murdering people in their homes, kidnapping children, raping and kidnapping women, murdering them house to house. Understand, this is the worst disaster for the Jews since the Holocaust. It is worse than the 1973 Yom Kippur War. That was a military operation designed at eviscerating Israel, but at least it was a territorial military attempting to take on another territorial military. These are terrorists who have no actual military agenda. Their only agenda is to murder as many Jews as possible because anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism because the destruction of the state of Israel is coincident with the murder of as many Jews as possible with more Jewish blood spilled with the murder of infants. These people were shooting women. They were shooting babies. This is what they, this is what they do. They proceeded to Sterot, which is an area near the Gaza border, which has been... Um, hit with thousands of rockets over the years. They shot at a civilian car. They then opened fire on a variety of vehicles, shooting as many people as humanly possible. That was the basic timeline. For hours on end, they were going through these cities, these 20 cities, and murdering people. We had people in our community, in our immediate community, who had brothers and sisters in some of these communities. People were attempting to hide. They were being dragged out of their houses and shot. If they were hiding, they were being, their houses were being burned. They were being forced out and then shot. And again, people were being kidnapped. Now I'm going to make you look at things. So this is your morning. I'm going to make you look at things that you don't want to look at because this is what evil looks like. It was a blot on the moral imagination of the United States that after 9-11, we did not put on a loop the footage of 9-11 because people need to understand what evil looks like because we don't We're lucky. We do not encounter evil on a daily basis. All of the people who we think are truly evil in American politics, or at least the vast majority of them, are not truly evil. They're people we disagree with. Many of the people who we disagree with on politics have evil agendas, but they're not evil. What evil looks like is what we saw over the weekend. And so I'm going to show you stuff that is is going to be impossible to wash out of your brain. Uh, And I want you to look at it. And, And I want you to look at it because you don't understand what has to be done about evil, that it must be absolutely eviscerated and eradicated unless you look it in the face. This is not a matter of territorial dispute. This is not a matter of a negotiated compromise. This is not a matter of failure of a peace plan. This is a group of people who want to murder as many Jews as humanly possible. They have the evisceration of Jewry, the murder of innocence on their mind. It's what they want. It's all they care about. Remember, there was no military end goal here. 
The only end goal was the murder of as many Jews as possible. That is all. So this began by Hamas brigade members invading a military post. Here's some video of Hamas brigade members invading a military post. This is put out by Hamas itself. The vast majority of this video was not put out by the Israelis. It was put out by Hamas bragging about their their evil and their human rights violation. Here is the beginning of the military operation that they that they performed. This is where they're actually breaking through the wall, and you're going to see them invading a military post and shooting as many people as possible, obviously. Credit here to Memory TV, which is a... They're shouting, obviously, as they uh, break through the security barrier. It's a very tall cement barrier. Breaking through, they blew it up, and now they cut through an iron fence. And they rushed an Israeli military base. It was a short-staffed base because it was a Jewish holiday. They always attack on, remember, for Muslims, for radical Muslims, it is obviously a violation of religion for, uh, for anyone to do anything during Ramadan. But any Jewish holiday is an excuse for terrorists to murder as many Jews as possible. Walked into a military base and started murdering as many human beings as possible. This is uh, just more video of them doing just that. And then they proceeded into Israeli towns. Because again, this was not about, they're saying these are their Jeeps, these are their Hummer Jeeps. Uh, they then proceeded into mili- They then proceeded into civilian towns. So again, there are simultaneous attacks on, on multiple civilian towns, as well as a massive dance festival. We'll get to the massive dance festival in a second, because that was the chief place of death. It was, again, this is not a right-left issue. This is not a political issue in Israel or anywhere else. These were largely secular Jews at a rave, at an EDM rave, what they called a peace rave somewhat near the Gaza border. We'll get to that momentarily, but uh, here is what, I, I'm, again, I'm going to make you look at images that you don't want to look at. And um, because this is what, this is what the world really is when you, re- when you rip off the veneer of civilization, when Judeo-Christian morality disappears, when, when morality disappears, generally speaking, what you end up with is, is words that, that, there are no words for this sort of evil. There are no words for it. There, that you can't describe, it's not animalistic because animals would not treat each other this way. It's not animal, it's, and it's not monstrous because there are no monsters. They're only human beings. They're, they're only some of the most demonic, evil pieces of human excrement ever to walk the planet. That's what, that's what Hamas is. Here is a video of an entire family murdered. You can see these are women on the floor, the men on the floor. This is Hamas putting out this video. Again, this is not the Israelis. Hamas is putting out this video. There's an entire family in their home. They've been gunned down and murdered. And they're just shooting people who are already dead on the floor. The, um, there's video of a father who's attempting to help his family escape from the top story of, of his home in one of these villages. Now you can see in the corner of this video, for those who can't watch, he's, he's helping his family escape. You can see these are women and children who are, who are escaping the top window here, trying to get out. Terrorists are in their home. Imagine for a second terrorists were in your home and you're trying to help your family escape. So they're attempting to get out. And uh, the last person out is going to be the father here, but he's not going to get out. He's going to be murdered. He's going to be shot and he's going to be killed in this video. And people were sending texts throughout this, throughout this day to friends and family members telling them that they were about to be murdered. And then those would be the last texts. You can see this, um, this father has been shot and he dies in the window here. The... Um, Hamas put out video of entire families being murdered on the roads. They straight, literally strafed cars filled with women, children, entire families. 
these are these are videos that uh, were taken in the aftermath. These are you can see these are people strewn on the ground. Entire families. You can see here uh, just minivans filled with with the dead. The um. The, it uh, it did not matter. Just uh, as uh, in the Bible describes, it describes Amalek as uh, as preying on the weak and the elderly. That uh, this is this is what they do. This is a picture of a grandmother who was uh, murdered. She uh, she was murdered by Hamas terrorists. The young woman in the picture found out that her grandmother had been murdered when she saw a video that Hamas had posted on her grandmother's Facebook page of her being murdered. This is a picture of a couple. Itai and Hadas Berichevsky, they're both 30. They had 10-month-old twins, 10-month-old twins. Their, uh, their village, which is called Kfar Gaza, which is a kibbutz in southern Israel. A kibbutz is sort of a commune in southern Israel. Uh, they, they shielded their babies with their, with their lives. The babies were, um, were next to their dead parents for 12 to 14 hours before they were, before they were rescued. Uh, but Hamas didn't stop there, of course. They, they proceeded to mutilate as many bodies as they could find. This is, uh, again, all this video is disturbing. These are, this, is, this, by the way, is a Thai worker who was uh, who's mutilated, murdered and mutilated. Nine American citizens, by the way, are dead, at the very least. Thai citizens are dead. German citizens are dead. Wide variety. This is the worst terrorist attack on the planet since at least 2001. Um, you can see they're going around and, and mutilating the bodies of the dead. They, he, this, this guy is not dead. He's just wounded and they're still mutilating him. And they're kicking him and beating him about the, the head and now they're taking a, a shovel, a spade, and beheading him. This is, this is what these people do. This is what these monsters, these, these, it's, I, I don't want to show you this. I don't want to show you this, but it needs to be seen. It needs to be seen. It needs to be seen, these people. This is the, Peace partners, moral equivalents, cycle of violence, or maybe not. It's not the only um, mutilation of body video. Dead soldiers had their bodies mutilated, kicked in the face, beheaded. This is a more video from Hamas. This is uh, them raiding the bodies of the dead, taking their ammunition, and then finding the dead bodies, the corpses of soldiers they've killed, and, um, and kicking them in the face and mutilating them, stabbing them, and then posting this video online. Going body to body to mutilate the dead. There can, there can be no negotiation with this. There can be no... There can be no talking with this. There can be no dealing with these, with these wretched pieces of filth, there can be none of that. There can be none of that. And anybody who claims, once again, any sort of level of moral, as we'll see, there are people who did. This is, by the way, this is only the beginning. It gets worse. It gets worse. What you're seeing here with murdered families, women on the ground, it gets worse. They took, they took hostages. But before we get to even the hostages, here's what happened at the Israeli music festivals. There's a massive music festival. There's an eyewitness account of that festival that's been printed over a tablet magazine. Uh, this is according 
to Leo Leibowitz writing. He says, I've spent the last 12 hours speaking to Israelis who are at the Supernova Music Festival. Their testimonies, as you would imagine, are very emotional. At least one broke down mid-conversation and wasn't able to continue his recollection. The attack on the festival outside of Re'im began around 7 a.m. The party was at its peak by then, which meant that by then most people were inebriated. At first, partygoers heard a loud explosion, which they took to be another sporadic rocket attack on southern Israel. The explosions grew louder and constant, kept going for about five minutes. The music stopped. The police protecting the five or four or 5,000 ravers began pushing everyone to leave. By then, terrorists were approaching in pickup trucks bearing Hamas military markings. Shooting began. Many were executed on the spot. 260 bodies were found so far on the site of the rave. It's now probably in excess of 300. Many of the young men and women started running in the flat expanse of the western Negev desert. The terrorists began rounding up the victims. Some were bound and kidnapped. I saw videos of the male getting held by a group of Arab kids, like they're 16, 17, a survivor says. They're kids. They're young men already. They're holding this guy. He looks as his girlfriend is being mounted on a bike and driven away from him. Women have been raped at the area of the rave next to their friends' bodies, dead bodies. Several of the rape victims appeared to have been later executed. Others were taken to Gaza. We'll get to those videos momentarily. Here's what it looked like at the actual festival. As you can see at the festival, people were partying. And in the background, you can see in the distance, Hamas paragliders who flew in armed to murder as many dancers as humanly possible. You can see it in the background. There they were arriving. Huge majority of the people in this video are probably dead now. People were fleeing the music festival en masse. These are just people running across empty fields trying desperately to get away from the people who would murder them for the great crime of dancing and being Jews. Um, and uh, here is... Um, and here is some video of the aftermath of the music festival. You can see what it looks like after a massacre like this. This is, um, again, horrifying stuff. It had been going through the night. A, a lot of young people there enjoying themselves, um, uh, uh, dancing, enjoying the music um, as the sun was coming up. And then uh, the missile strikes, the, the uh, intercepts, the uh, Iron Dome going off, and all that confusion. And out of that confusion, it appears that Hamas ran on there uh, and were just killing in a frenzied way anyone that they could, uh, that they could reach, anyone uh, that they couldn't sort of pull back and, and take away and get back to Gaza. Look at this video. You can see the dead bodies all over the place. You can see the burned out cars. It's um, body bags everywhere. In that, uh, in that earlier photo that CNN was showing. Cars on the side of the road because people were attempting to escape and Hamas set up a blockade and just began mowing down people as they were attempting to escape. Again, that's not, even that's not the worst part. Hamas has now taken in excess of 150 hostages. When they went into towns, they, they stole babies. They stole literal babies. They stole women. This is Hamas taking a woman hostage and shoving her into the back of a vehicle and driving her back into Gaza where giant crowds of people cheering like animals. This woman has obviously been raped multiple times. She's bleeding through her pants. She's been forced into the car and viciously raped. You would imagine sodomized from the amount of damage that's been done there. This is um, cheering, honking their horns. Allahu Akbar, they're shouting in the video. Just stuffing women into the back of trucks. And uh, if you're wondering what happens to the women they do this to, here is um, the, uh, here is, we'll, we'll get in a second to the worst video of the day. Here's another, here are more women who have been held hostage, entire rooms filled 
with women who have been held hostage who will be turned into rape victims and sex slaves, presumably. Entire lines of women who who have been kidnapped. And Hamas releasing this video. Is Hamas doing this? Because they're under the mistaken impression that this is going to break the will of the Jews, of the Israelis. They They are sorely mistaken. They are sorely, sorely mistaken. The, the wrath of God that they just brought upon themselves. This is, this is by far the, the. And I'm sorry to, to make you watch this, but I'm not sorry that, um, that we, but I'm not sorry because frankly, again, we all have to watch this. This is what evil looks like. It's what evil looks like. It's what evil looks like. It's what evil looks like. This is, a, this is the body of woman, a woman. Her name is Shani Luke. We know her. We know her name. She's a German citizen. She's at the rave. This is a this is a video of her mutilated body on the back of a truck. You can see that her legs are bent in unnatural positions because she's dead. They are cheering Alhu Akbar in a massive crowd in Gaza over her mostly naked body. She has been mutilated. She has clearly been murdered. This is um this is who these these people are. I'm using the word people as loosely as as humanly possible. More hostage videos of women. More hostage videos. Look, look at how many women they've taken captive. The, the goal here is to paralyze the state of Israel, to stop them from doing what must be done to clear Gaza of Hamas and destroy it utterly and completely, to eviscerate it, to kill its leadership. I should mention at this point that every ounce of blood in Gaza is on Hamas. Every ounce of blood in Gaza. Because not only do they seek to murder Israeli civilians, take women and children hostage. We haven't gotten to the children yet. I'll get to the children. But they hide behind their own civilians. They've been doing this for years. There's literal video that I've played on the show before of Israel calling up buildings and telling them to get out because civilians are in there. And Hamas saying, we want the civilians to be there. There's a reason that they put their military headquarters under hospitals because they want Israel to retaliate and then to kill civilians by hiding behind civilians. Hiding behind civilians is a war crime. Every ounce of blood that is shed here is on Hamas. Every ounce of blood, Palestinian and Israeli, is on Hamas. Okay, more hostage videos, and then we'll get to uh, and then we'll get to the children. I'm pulling an Israeli soldier out of a tank. militant group and here's um here's the uh, if you think what we've done so far is unwatchable just wait evil has no limits evil has no limits here is a um hostage another hostage video of um a 12 year old a, a child being dragged away again released by hamas in an attempt to terrify the israelis dragging Israeli children back across the border into Gaza. I mean, this is Holocaust style. This is Holocaust style material. Uh, The worst video of the day, in my opinion, this is a uh, hostage video of an Israeli child. This kid can't be more than five or six years old. He's being taunted by by, by Palestinian children. They're hitting him with sticks and telling him to say, Ima, Ima. Ima means mother, means mom in Hebrew. Taunting him, grabbing him by the head. These are other children. Other children are mocking this child whose parents are undoubtedly dead, hitting him with sticks and telling him to say Ima. These are these are 
These are Nazis. These are Nazis. These are Nazis. Anybody who's called anyone a Nazi online, these that's what Nazism looks like. That's what Nazism looks like. This is, um, and they took Israeli grandmothers, the hostage. One of them was a Holocaust survivor. This video of Hamas grabbing an Israeli grandmother and driving her, again, terrorist group driving an Israeli grandmother across the border. And uh, they're celebrating as they do so. You hear that noise? That that's the um, that's the celebratory noise in, in Gaza. That is Israeli grandmother, a Holocaust survivor. Uh, the um, this one, she was actually rescued by um, Israeli forces, but entire Israeli families have been taken hostage. This is uh, this is video. It's almost unwatchable of an Israeli family. Take, uh, when I say almost, I mean it really is unwatchable. But again, look evil in its in its face. Uh, this is another Israeli family taken hostage. Their sister has been murdered by Hamas. They're being held in a room by, by Hamas. The mother is saying it didn't happen. The children are crying because their older sister has been murdered. The children are crying. The, chi- the child is saying, the younger brother is saying, I wanted her to stay alive. And the girl is saying, there's no chance she will come back. And the, mom, and the mother says no. And then, and then, and then that's her saying his sister said my sister died. She's being English now to the terrorist. To the terrorist. The mother says the kidnapper says she went to heaven. The girl says it's be- maybe it's better for her there. The girl is no more than eight years old here. That's the terrorist screaming at them. The mother says, get to the ground now, and she covers the child with her body. This is the ho- this is Holocaust material. Mother says, I can be careful. I can't afford losing another life right now. They've already lost their, their older sister. And then finally, there's another um, kidnapped family taken hostage. This is an, another video. Uh, this is uh, from, this is uh, the, a, uh, a father saw, he actually called his wife. And, uh, and then he saw his wife on the news and his two children being taken hostage. It's a woman holding two redheaded children and being, and being pulled away by terrorists into the Gaza Strip. Over 150 people being taken, taken hostage by these pieces of human debris. So Hamas, of course, was celebratory about all of this because this is what evil does. They commit acts of evil and then they celebrate the, the act of evil. Hamas released a video showing their political leadership, many of whom are in Qatar, thanking God to celebrate, thanking Allah, bowing down to celebrate the murder of innocents and the rape of women and the kidnapping of small children and the torture of all these people. Here, here they were thanking, uh, thanking Allah for his beneficence in all of this. Watching Al Jazeera, watching the images on Al Jazeera. You can hear them celebrating, smiling broadly. These are the leaders of, of Hamas, every one of whom should be put in an early grave as soon as humanly possible. You want to know what evil looks like? It looks like men in business suits, in fancy business suits in Qatar, bowing their heads in thanks to God at the rape of women and the murder of children. 
That's what, that's what it looks like right there. That's what it looks like. And the suit doesn't make you any less of a terrorist. This is um, Hamas thanking Iran. We'll get to that in a moment because the geopolitical ramifications of the situation are, are quite grave. The United States is attempting to avoid, the Biden administration is attempting to avoid its own complicity in the fact that it has provided hundreds of millions of dollars to various Palestinian groups ranging from Palestinian Authority to Hamas itself. Billions of dollars to the Iranian regime that sponsored this, as we'll get into in, in just a little while. Here was a Hamas leadership thanking Iran for all of this, thanking them for their help. This is a person who's masked, of course, says thanks to all these individuals, groups, and countries, particularly the Islamic Republic of Iran. who have supported us generously with money, arms, and other means, providing us with the missiles that have been battering the Zionist strongholds during past confrontations. With the occupiers, they've also supported us with anti-tank missiles, which, by the grace of God, And the faith of our fighters shattered the myth of the Zionist superiority. And that really was the goal here, obviously. The goal here was to shatter the, the notion of Israeli military invincibility by murdering as many civilians as humanly possible. Well, these people are about to find out the hard way exactly what it means to f*** around and find out. Hamas's leader, Ismail Haniya, has now called on other Arabs to join and has called on Israel to leave the land. You saw him earlier bowing down in thanks to Allah for the gift of murdered Jews. Here he was suggesting the real purpose. The real purpose is not a territorial settlement. The real purpose is not control of the Gaza Strip. Hamas has been in control of the Gaza Strip since 2006. Here he is calling on um, all Jews to leave the land. I say to the sons of our Palestinian people and Arab and Islamic nation, today you are on the verge of a great triumph and a manifest victory. What happened today reveals the fragility of this enemy. This enemy suffered defeat today. A political, military, intelligence, security, and moral defeat, says this uh, evil piece of human debris. Inshallah, we will crown all this with a resounding defeat. The enemy will leave our land, our Jerusalem, our Al-Aqsa Mosque, that would be the Temple Mount, and we will liberate our prisoners. Remember, the goal here is not merely to liberate, liberate. By, by liberate, we mean, you know, have these monsters take over more territory, which, as it turns out, by the way, giving, giving territory to some of the world's most evil people is a horrible idea. I know that uh, there have been those who have been convinced in their sophistication that giving territory to the world's most evil people is actually a wonderful idea and that it's the best way to promote world peace. As it turns out, it's the best way to promote rape of women, murder of children, kidnapping of babies. That's what what it turns out. Um, um, Their goals are very clear. Meanwhile, their secondary goal here is to have Israel kill as many Palestinian civilians as humanly possible in the hopes that this will somehow scuttle Israel's burgeoning peace deal with the Saudi royal government. This is why... It came out earlier today that the Gaza ministry has been telling people not to pay attention to Israeli warnings to get out of their buildings. Israel does a process. Whenever anyone suggests that Israel is willfully killing civilians, that is the most ignorant, bigoted, anti-Semitic bullshit ever said. Israel goes out of its way more than any army on earth not to kill civilians to the point where they, they literally have a type of bomb that they drop on roofs to shake the building and warn people to get out. 
They make announcements on radio to get people out. Meanwhile, Hamas is literally telling people that um, the IDF's texts and voice messages should be ignored. Why? Because they want the pictures of dead Palestinians. Hamas wants pictures of dead Palestinians. Meanwhile, the conflict is, uh, is going more global. According to the Associated Press, the same day all of this went down, or the following day, an Egyptian police person opened fire on Israeli tourists in Alexandria, killing at least two Israelis and one Egyptian. Meanwhile, Hamas supporters all over the world celebrated. Hamas supporters in the so-called West Bank, that would be Judea and Samaria, they celebrated because this is what you do when babies are murdered and when, uh, and when women are killed. By the way, Israel is now, how many mothers have been murdered? Israel is now calling on women in Israel to donate breast milk because so many women have been murdered and their children are still alive. Small babies who don't actually have proper nutrition. They're calling on people to donate breast milk. That's, that's how many women were killed. Again, 800 people at least dead at this hour. Here's Hamas supporters in the West Bank celebrating. You see the small girl atop her, uh, uh, some, uh, atop a man's shoulders carrying what looks like uh, an M16 or an Uzi. Those are American M4s, rather. Uh, there have been suggestions that those American M4s, where are those coming from? If those are American M4s, there have been suggestions they came, wait for it, from Afghanistan, where Joe Biden surrendered to the Taliban. Meanwhile, Hezbollah has so far not joined in on the party. The reason Hezbollah is not joining in on the party is because they have the most to lose. Hamas is uh, about to find out exactly what it means to wake the sleeping giant that is the Israeli military. Uh, Hezbollah wants no part of that. If Hezbollah were to start launching rockets across the border, Israel would not go in with ground troops. Israel would go in with the, the Israeli Air Force, the most efficient fighting force in the Middle East, and they would simply eviscerate southern Lebanon. It just would not exist tomorrow because Israel cannot afford to have 150,000 rockets falling on its cities in the middle of something like this. But, of course, they did praise the situation because Hezbollah is, of course, funded by Iran, which is the, which is the terror state behind all of this. Hezbollah's leader, Hassan Nasrallah, another terrorist, he said, it sends a message to the Arab and Islamic world and the international community as a whole, especially those seeking normalization with the enemy, that the Palestinian cause is an everlasting one alive until victory and liberation. Again, that is the end goal here. The end goal was to prevent the, the possibility of an Israeli-Saudi peace deal. So while Israel was pursuing peace with the Saudis, while the Saudis were pursuing peace with Israel, Iran was fomenting the worst terrorist violence that we have seen on the planet in several decades and the worst violence against Jews on the planet since the Holocaust. Meanwhile, celebrations were taking place in Islamic commun Islamist communities all over the world. I ironically, actually not in Iran. There was a video that emerged from Iran where they tried to shine a Palestinian flag at a soccer match and the Iranian people were calling on them to take it down because the Iranian people understand that they're being governed by terrorists and they do not wish to support that. But celebrations took place in Turkey. Here's some of the tape from Turkey because this is, wh this is what you do. When you, when you murder women, rape them, kill babies, kidnap them. This is what you do if you're an Islamist. You celebrate. Here is, here is video from Turkey. Thousands of people cheering. If the God that you cheer, if the God that you cheer seeks the murder of babies and their kidnapping and the rape of women, let me suggest that you're not worshiping God. You're worshiping something very, very different. Meanwhile, celebrations in London, far be it for the West to be exempt from this sort of evil. London is filled with people who are celebrating this cause, which of course is no shock. There's been a radical Islamist presence in London for decades at this point. There are celebrations in London. So this is live right now, right outside where I live. 
all of these guys have gathered and they are celebrating the liberation and all these parts. This is primitive, primitives, uncivilized, would be to say the least of it. When America bombed Afghanistan, was there anyone out in the street celebrating? When America dropped bombs in Yugoslavia to stop the slaughter there, were Americans out in the street celebrating? And that was accidental civilian death. Can you imagine Americans celebrating the, the kidnapping of babies? Can you, can you imagine that? Can you imagine anything like that? Here's pictures from Golders Green. Golders Green uh, is a very Jewish area of London. Apparently, some uh, Palestinian sympathizers, anti-Zionists probably, not anti-Zionists, you know, because there's a big difference. Uh, they started smashing windows in, uh, in Golders Green. In Sydney, mass rallies in favor of the Palestinian terrorists. Remember, these are not rallies in favor of a government. These are, not, these are rallies in favor of a terrorist group killing as many people as possible. Here is a video from Sydney, Australia. Firing fireworks on the streets. Here is video from Rotterdam. Again, all over the world, there are people who believe in this sort of evil. This is not a rarity. In fact, for the vast majority of human history, a huge number of people have been evil, and this continues today. This is video of Rotterdam people carrying Palestinian flags in the streets, Hamas flags in the streets, after um, the murder of, of 800 Jews, the wounding of over 2,000 others. Oh, yes, and on American shores as well. So yesterday, over the weekend, there was a rally in New York City, a rally by Palestinian supporters, by, by some of the worst people on earth in New York City. Here is a video of some of those celebrations in New York. Celebrations. Celebrations. Celebrate the evil. Celebrate the evil. They're chanting, Palestine will be free. And by Palestine, when they say from the river to the sea, let, let you know what that means. You've heard that before. From the river to the sea, you know what, what that means? That means murdering babies. That means raping women. That's what that means. Palestine from the river to the sea will be free. What they don't mean is free. What they mean is Jew free. That is what they mean. Here's one of the speakers at that New York rally, by the way. It's clip 44. It's one of the speakers being cheered uh, out to this, outside the Israeli consulate in, uh, in New York. Broke through the fence. They put the F-35s in Paris. Is him saying that um, him cheering, breaking through the fence and murdering civilians? There was some sort of rave or desert party where they were having a great time until the resistance came in electrified hang gliders and took at least several dozen hipsters. But I'm sure they're doing very fine despite what the New York Post says. That, that's, um, that is them cheering the murder of the, uh, the so-called hipsters in the desert for the crime of dancing. That's them cheering. Meanwhile, America's political class, the, the chattering class of the left, they continue to demonstrate their full-scale evil. The anti-Semite caucus, the Jew-hating caucus, that would be the squad, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Cori Bush, demonstrated once again their true colors because there is no distinction between anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism. The whole purpose for anti-Zionism is to murder as many Jews as possible. That is the entire purpose of the elimination of the state of Israel. As I said at the top of the show, for millennia, Jews have been slaughtered en masse. The state of Israel is the guarantee that that does not happen again. The slaughter of Jews in Israel is just part of a broader mission to slaughter Jews everywhere. It's the extension of the Jew hatred. Remember, none of the excuses apply here. This is not happening in these so-called settlements. This is happening in a legit part of Israel that has been a legit part of Israel since 1947. 
This is not happening because Israel occupies the Gaza Strip. Israel does not occupy the Gaza Strip. Hamas is in control of the Gaza Strip. None of the usual excuses apply. It's a pure, simple, vast terror breakout directed at the murder of civilians, and it's being cheered and facilitated by members of Congress. And if the Democratic Party had any balls at all, they would expel all of these members. Ilhan Omar tweeted out, I condemn the horrific acts we are seeing unfold today in Israel against children, women, the elderly, and the unarmed people who are being slaughtered and taken hostage by Hamas. Such senseless violence will only repeat the back-and-forth cycle we've seen, which we cannot allow to continue. We need to call for de-escalation and ceasefire. I will keep advocating for peace and justice throughout the Middle East. Um, Peace and justice, de-escalation and ceasefire. There can be no de-escalation and ceasefire after the vast murder of nearly a thousand of your own citizens, the kidnapping of hundreds of people. De-escalation, anybody who calls for a ceasefire after a, that's a calling for a ceasefire after 9-11. There will be no ceasefire. There cannot be a ceasefire. Anyone who calls for a ceasefire is a terrorist sympathizer under these circumstances. If you call for a ceasefire after this, with 150 civilians who are still being held by Hamas in the Gaza Strip after the murder of hundreds of people by this terrorist group, you are an emissary of evil. And Ilhan Omar is an emissary of evil, and she's matching that evil by Rashida Tlaib. She put out another statement, quote, I grieve the Palestinian and Israeli lives lost yesterday, today, and every day. I'm determined as ever to fight for a just future where everyone can live in peace without fear and with true freedom, equal rights, and human dignity. The path to that future must include lifting the blockade, ending the occupation, and dismantling the apartheid system that creates the suffocating, dehumanizing conditions that can lead to resistance. Uh, Let me point out at this point, there is no apartheid. 20% of Israel's population is Arab. A huge number of people in professional positions are Arab. There are two Israeli Arab parties sitting in Knesset right now. Israeli Supreme Court justices that are Arab. This is this is a lie. Ending the blockade, by the way, Israel has admitted 15,000 workers in recent months, given 15,000 visas from the Gaza Strip into Israel for workers, believing that gesture would be then reciprocated. It was reciprocated in the form of murder. She is a liar. She's a viciously evil liar, Rashida Tlaib. Quote, the failure to recognize the violent reality of living under siege, occupation, and apartheid makes no one safer. No person, no child anywhere should have to suffer or live in fear of violence. We cannot ignore the humanity in each other. As long as our country provides billions in unconditional funding to support the apartheid government, this heartbreaking cycle of violence will... Ah, so her solution is that we should continue to fund Hamas and we should pull our funding from the state of Israel as Americans in the aftermath of the worst terror attack since 9-11 and the worst crime against Jews since the Holocaust. That is the perspective of Islamist terror sympathizer extraordinaire Rashida Tlaib, elected congresswoman from the state of Michigan and member of the vaunted squad. But uh, but don't worry, the, the squad goes even further. So Cori Bush put out a statement as well. The BLM congresswoman from Missouri, quote, I'm heartbroken by the ongoing violence in Palestine and Israel, and I mourn the over 250 Israeli and 230 Palestinians lives that have been lost today. First of all, the equivalence is non-existent. The Palestinian lives that have been lost are solely the result of Hamas. Israel is targeting and killing leading members of Hamas, and they are hiding behind women and children because this is what they do, because they are the world's worst people. They are committing war crimes on every available side. She says, I strongly condemn the targeting of civilians, and I urge an immediate ceasefire and de-escalation to prevent further loss of life. Our immediate focus must be saving lives, but our ultimate focus must be on a just and lasting peace that ensures safety for everyone in the region. Violations of human rights do not justify more violations of human rights, and a military response will only exacerbate the suffering of Palestinians and Israelis alike. No, it won't. A military response will end the suffering of Israelis. That's the idea. The idea is Israel kills enough of these sons of bitches that this is not a problem again. The issue here is whether Israel provides a demilitarized zone that protects its own citizens, whether Israel provides enough of a military hand in this area to prevent more rocket fire on its citizens, whether Israel 
annexes the Gaza Strip, as it damn well should, because the, the Palestinians have proved themselves incapable of self-governance in the Gaza Strip by allowing Hamas to overrun them. And not only overrun them, govern them. Hamas was an elected government. This cannot be allowed to continue. No sovereign state would allow this. If this were happening on America, people compare this to America's southern border. Yes, if America's southern border were not just being overrun by migrants seeking jobs, by terrorists with guns walking into the streets of Laredo, Texas and mowing down people and then taking women and children hostage and driving them back across the border or firing tens of thousands of rockets over the course of years into El Paso, Texas or San Diego, California. If you want to make that comparison, that would be the comparison. You know what America would do? It would eviscerate the border, eviscerate it, occupy it, annex it, set up a DMZ. That's what would happen. Cori Bush is trash. AOC is trash. Here was her statement. Today is devastating for all those seeking a lasting peace and respect for human rights in Israel and Palestine. I condemn Hamas's attack in the strongest possible terms. No child and family should ever have to endure this kind of violence and fear. This violence will not solve the ongoing oppression and occupation in the region. An immediate ceasefire and de-escalation is urgently needed. To you see, the, the skirt was too short. The Jews existed, and that was the big problem. The Jews, by existing in their storied homeland, the Holy Land of Israel, by existing, they earned this. That is the message of the squad. And the Democratic Party is a disgrace, an absolute abject disgrace, for championing these, these trash heaps of Congress people. The media is joining in as well. So is academia. The Harvard Palestine Solidarity Group has put out a statement blaming solely Israel for this, for this debacle. Quote, we, the undersigned student organizations, hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. Today's events did not occur in a vacuum. For the last two decades, millions of Palestinians in Gaza have been forced to live in an open air prison. First of all, you know who forced them to do that would be Hamas. Hamas has dedicated billions of dollars to terrorism, zero to building actual infrastructure, to investing, to actually making life livable for the people living there. They don't give a damn about those people. Israeli officials promised to open the gates of hell and the massacres in Gaza have already commenced. Palestinians in Gaza have no shelters for nowhere and nowhere to escape. In the coming days, Palestinians will be forced to bear the full brunt of Israel's violence. By the way, you know why Gaza doesn't need an Iron Dome? Because Israel doesn't target civilians. That would be the reason. The apartheid regime is the only one to blame. Israeli violence has structured every aspect of Palestinian existence for 75 years. You, there, are no, there are no words strong enough for the vast moral garbage you are if you sign a statement like this. For the absolute toxic waste of a human being you are on a moral level. If you back this sort of statement. Good news. It's supported by no less than 31 different groups, including the African-American Resistance Organization, Amnesty International at Harvard, Harvard Act on a Dream, Harvard Chan Muslim Students Association, the Harvard College Pakistan Student Association, the Harvard Divinity School Muslim Association, the Harvard Islamic Society, Harvard Divinity School Students for Justice in Palestine, Harvard Jews for Liberation, the Harvard Prison Divest Coalition, the Harvard Undergraduate Gung Gru, the Harvard Undergraduate Nepali Students Association, defund these these supposed institutions of higher education immediately. And then, of course, you have the usual suspects in the media. Already, the moral equivalent rolling off the pages of the New York Times is something to behold. They call it a cycle of violence already. They suggest that Israel brought it upon itself. They suggest the tensions are rising on both sides. On both sides is a lie. It is a lie. If someone comes into your house and rapes your wife and kidnaps her and murders members of your family and steals your children, and then you respond, that is not a cycle of violence. That is not both sides. Anybody who believes it is, is morally benighted. They're they are on the side of absolute evil. MSNBC host Ayman Moyeldin blamed Hamas's attack on Israel as well, because this is uh, what trash people do. 
So the, the Abraham Accords did not bring Israel the peace Correct. that Israelis wanted to bring. It brought them some business. It brought them some business. business it brought deals them to, with. Again, important stuff. Yeah. But if you're trying to solve a problem that has yeah. now persisted for the better part of a century, and you're trying to do it the same way over and over and over again, it is by definition insanity. And what we're seeing today are very deadly consequences of failed policies, failure on the American administration's part to change yep. course, to take a different course of action with how it deals with the Palestinians and the Israelis, failure on Israel's part, failure on the region's part. If only, if only Israel had made more concessions to terrorists, this, this certainly would have been. If only Israel had, say, pulled out of the entire Gaza Strip and handed over control to Hamas and then avoided destroying Hamas completely for, for decades on end. If only they had done that. Oh, the, the unbelievable lies. Meanwhile, Karen Atia, who writes for the Washington Post and uh, is apparently a disgusting human being, echoed a social media post by a fringe Somali that said, quote, what did y'all think decolonization meant? Vibes, papers, essays, loser. That is a twist on the X post uh, on X. Suggests that those on the left who bandy about terms like decolonization but don't support terrorism are hypocrites. She then said, she then added, we are forced to see state violence is justified and moral while violence by non-state actors isn't. This is changing. Well, no, actually, what's immoral is rushing into towns and mur- I, I can't I can't say it enough. Anybody who. The level of moral blindness that you have to that you have to demonstrate to do this is just it's beyond. It's absolutely beyond. And Misra- meanwhile, Israel has obviously declared formally war. They've declared war. This is not an operation. It's not an incursion. It's not going to be a limited operation. It is going to be a full scale war in which Israel has now activated some 300,000 reservists. Apparently, the reservists are showing up en masse, 150 percent turnout for all the talk about Israeli society over the course of the last year and a half being wildly divided. There's one thing that brings Israeli together, and that is the uh, that is the threat of existential destruction. That is the threat to Jewish life. Israel comes together around life. Palestinian Authority, Islamic Jihad, Hamas, they come together around death and the celebration of death. Israel comes together around life and defending it. Benjamin Netanyahu has put out a statement. He is warning Palestinians to leave Gaza. Here's what he had to say. Dear citizens of Israel, this morning on Shabbat and a holiday, Hamas invaded Israeli territory and murdered innocent citizens, including children and the elderly. Hamas has started a brutal and evil war. We will be victorious in this war, despite an unbearable price. This is a very difficult day for all of us. Hamas wants to murder us all. That is a fact. This is an enemy that murders children and mothers in their homes, in their beds. An enemy that abducts the elderly, children, young women, that slaughters and massacres our citizens, including children who simply went out to enjoy the holiday. What happened today is unprecedented in Israel, and I will see to it that it does not happen again. Meanwhile, President of Israel, Isaac Herzog, that's more of a ceremonial position, but it's sort of a unifying position. Isaac Herzog said, our enemies have made a great mistake. Here was um, Isaac Herzog, the president of Israel. 
My beloved citizens of Israel, my dear citizens, I know how difficult and painful this is, but the Israeli spirit has always prevailed and it shall triumph this time as well. Just a few hours ago, I visited the injured and their families and I saw an all-Israeli strength and generosity of soul. And I have to say, our enemies have made a grave mistake in their assessment of the strength of the Israeli spirit, because even through this piercing pain, we can see this Israeli power in full force. In Israel's military authorities are declaring war. IDF's Major General Hassan Al-Yan, he says that Hamas has opened the gates of hell, and that is exactly right. There cannot be there cannot be any limitation to Israel's military operations here. Every ounce of civilian blood is on Hamas. Every single ounce. They hide behind civilians. They hide behind children. They hide behind women. They murder Israelis and they murder their own people. And Israel cannot hold back. Israel cannot hold back on the basis that they are going to act with more discretion with regard to Palestinian civilian life than Hamas is willing to evidence. Israel cannot risk its own citizenry. It already has. Thousands of people are wounded or dead because of it. Here is, here is Israel's IDF Major General Hassan Alyan. No country worth its salt would allow terrorists to dissuade them from, from saving and saving lives, protecting their own citizenry by violation of their own human rights. It's, it's, it's insane. Here is IDF's Major General Hassan Alyan. He says, I want to say one thing. Hamas has opened the gates of hell into the Gaza Strip. Hamas made the decision. And Hamas will bear the responsibility and pay for its deeds. So who is behind this? And so there are a bunch of questions that are going to be asked here. The security failures are going to occupy Israelis for decades. The, the, the level of failure here is unthinkable and unimaginable. And people on the ground, I'm talking to them every minute, pretty much, are, are stunned by it as, as well they should be. But this was a very sophisticated attack. This is not a baseline attack in East Jerusalem by a Palestinian Arab with a knife. This was a highly sophisticated attack with hundreds of fighters breaching walls using highly sophisticated military weaponry. According to the Wall Street Journal, it's coming directly from Iran. Quote, Iranian security officials helped plan Hamas's Saturday surprise attack on Israel and gave the green light for the assault at a meeting in Beirut last Monday, according to senior members of Hamas and Hezbollah, another Iran-backed militant group. So they're deliberately telling, they're deliberately saying that it was them. And that senior members of Hamas and Hezbollah who are pointing the finger at Iran, officers of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps had worked with Hamas since August to advise the air, land, and sea incursions, the most significant breach of Israel's border since the 73 Yom Kippur War. Details of the operation were refined during several meetings in Beirut. Remember, Beirut is a, a it's Lebanon and it's an Iranian proxy state attended by IRGC officers and representatives of four Iran-backed militant groups, including Hamas, which holds power in Gaza and Hezbollah, a Shiite militant group and political faction in Lebanon. Meanwhile, the U.S., because it is dominated, this administration is dominated by cowards. They're pretending none of this is happening. They are the ones, of course, who signed billions of dollars over in funding to the Iranians. They're pretending money isn't fungible. Oh, don't worry, it's not going to go for terrorism. But that's not how money works. If I sign you a check and I say you can't use it for drugs, but I know you're a drug user, I sign you a check and I say it's going to pay for your food. What do you think you're going to do with the money you are going to use for the food? You now use it to buy drugs. The same thing is true here. Money is fungible. The United States has granted billions of dollars to Iran, access to billions of dollars. Not only that, America has been negotiating with Iran over a nuclear program. Well, their own their own negotiating team led by Robert Malley was infiltrated by Iranian agents, well-documented. So U.S. officials have a stake in pretending Iran had nothing to do with this. A U.S. official said, we don't have any information at this time to corroborate this account. And Secretary of State Antony Blinken denied it. He said, we have not yet seen evidence. Iran's director was behind this particular attack, but there's certainly a long relationship. 
Asked about the meetings, Mahmoud Mirdawi, a senior Hamas official, said the group planned the attack on its own, which of course is a lie. A spokesman for Iran's mission to the UN said Iran was in support of Gaza's actions, but didn't direct them. They said they're fiercely autonomous, which is, again, a lie. The reason they're attempting to pretend that it was just Hamas is because if you're going to try to dissuade Saudi from making peace with Israel, you pretend it was Hamas alone. If Iran was behind it, Saudi hates Iran as much as the Israelis do. And so it actually exacerbates the chances of a peace with Israel. Meanwhile, Joe Biden, the president of the United States, spoke out yesterday. Uh, Here is what he had to say about the situation. Today, the people of Israel are under attack, orchestrated by a terrorist organization, Hamas. In this moment of tragedy, I want to say to them and to the world and to terrorists everywhere that the United States stands with Israel. We will not ever fail to have their back. We'll make sure that they have the help their citizens need and they can continue to defend themselves. You know, the world's seen appalling images, thousands of rockets in a space of hours, raining down on Israeli cities. We got up this morning and started this at 7.30, 8 o'clock, my calls. Hamas terrorists crossing in Israel, killing not only Israeli soldiers, but Israeli civilians. In the street, in their homes, innocent people murdered, wounded, entire families taken hostage by Hamas. Just days after Israel marked the holiest of days in the Jewish calendar. It's unconscionable. Okay, well, Joe Biden better keep the support coming because he has an unfortunate history of being pusillanimous about all of this. Meanwhile, the same day, he, uh, he made sure that he held a barbecue, apparently, according to the pool report from the White House. 6 p.m. Sunday evening, a reporter said that they could hear a live band in the White House. And when they asked about it, uh, the White House said that the president and first lady were hosting a barbecue for the White House executive resident staff and their family. Meanwhile, Antony Blinken, he's sending mixed messages. He says correctly, the Hamas brings only death and destruction. But as we'll see, he then admits that Iran funds terrorism and calls on Israel for restraint. And there are basically two paths that are before the region right now. One is the path of of, uh, normalization, of integration, uh, of people working together. And by the way, uh, in that and on that path, it's not a substitute for resolving the differences between Israelis and Palestinians. On the contrary, uh, it needs to be used to advance that effort as well. But that's one path. The other path is what we've seen from Hamas, terrorism horror, and something that offers not only nothing to people throughout the region, it offers nothing to the Palestinians. On the contrary, everything that Hamas does makes their situation, their plight even worse. They bring nothing but death and destruction, not only to Israelis, but to Palestinians. Of course, that is that is absolutely true, but that doesn't answer the question as to why the Biden administration reinstated support for the Palestinian Authority. They suggest that they have not provided any support to Hamas, but in their own documentation, they admit that shipping so-called humanitarian aid into Gaza was probably being used for this sort of stuff. Quote, due to its overall strength and the level of control over Gaza, we assess there's a high risk Hamas could potentially derive indirect unintentional benefit from U.S. assistance to Gaza. There is less, but still some U.S. risk. U.S. assistance would benefit other designated groups as well. That's according to internal United States documents did not stop the Biden administration from shipping millions of dollars into the Gaza Strip. Anthony Blinken has admitted that Iran funds terrorism. They've shipped billions of dollars into Iran, or at least unfrozen billions of dollars flowing into Iran. Here is Blinken. The argument that money is fungible. So Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds to help fund this attack that happened. Iran has has unfortunately always used and focused its funds 
on supporting terrorism, on supporting groups like uh, like Hamas. Uh, and it's done that when there have been sanctions. It's done that when there haven't been sanctions. And it's always prioritized that. So why exactly would we unfreeze money to them? The United States, that is. Why? Explain. The answer is there is no explanation. It's the pseudo-sophisticate dolts who believe that you can negotiate with evil and give them money. And somehow this is going to make things all better. By the way, Secretary of State Blinken actually committed a heinous, ridiculous moral atrocity when he tweeted out yesterday, quote, Turkish Foreign Minister Hakan Fidan, who, by the way, is a terror sympathizer, and I spoke further on Hamas's terrorist act- attacks on Israel. I encouraged Turkey's advocacy for a ceasefire and the release of all hostages held by Hamas immediately. A ceasefire? A ceasefire? You told that to the, the terror-supporting foreign minister of, of Turkey, did you? Anthony Blinken then deleted that. So things are going really well over there for the, uh, for the Biden administration. Speaking of which, the U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs tweeted out, quote, we unequivocally condemn the attack of Hamas terrorists and the loss of life that has occurred. We urge all sides to refrain from violence and retaliatory attacks. Terror and violence solve nothing. That was pulled down after um, it became perfectly obvious that when you tell Israel not to defend itself, that is, in fact, an act of evil. Meanwhile, Blinken called on Israel to avoid civilian casualties. He should be calling on Hamas to avoid civilian casualties since they are the ones who literally maximize civilian casualties for the cameras. If this is a prolonged attack, what kind of humanitarian crisis are you expecting here and impact on civilians? Well, we've seen this, unfortunately, uh, repeat itself, although the, the, the magnitude, the scale of what Hamas did here is something we haven't seen before. But in, pri- in prior instances, um, those who have suffered along with the uh, victims of, uh, of terrorism are uh, civilians, including in, uh, in Gaza. And whatever Israel does uh, in Gaza, as always, we look to it to do everything possible to avoid civilian casualties, something, of course, that Hamas doesn't do. On the contrary, not only does it not seek to avoid them, it deliberately targets civilians. Okay, well, then you might stop telling Israel to stop avoiding civilian casualties because what you're actually doing is putting the onus on Israel to put its own citizens in harm's way to defend civilians that Hamas is putting in harm's way. No country worth its salt would put itself in that position, not on its own borders, not after the murder of 800 of its citizens and the kidnapping of hundreds of others. So I'm getting a lot of questions over the past you know, 24 hours about what people can do. So I'm going I'm to refer you in the description below to some of the websites. But for those who are listening, Friends of the IDF is providing people need Kevlar. They need helmets. They're, they're, ba- they're short of basic supplies. Friends of the IDF helps provide resources. So here, here are five ways you can help. Friends of the IDF, FIDF.org. Uh, Magen David Edom is Red Cross in Israel. Uh, they need armored ambulances because... The Hamas terrorists, Islamic Jihad, all these terrorist groups, they shoot in ambulances because this is what they do. Again, the world's most evil people. Go to afmda.org. That's afmda.org. You should check out israelrescue.org, which is United Hatsala. Again, they are an emergency medical response service. You can help dedicate emergency medical response vehicles that can get places very, very quickly. They have good emergency response time and they need your help. Again, that's israelrescue.org. Our friends over at the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews are doing good work as well. You should check out ifcj.org. And uh, some of my friends run the so-called Ari Fold Foundation. Ari Fold was a, was a Jew who was murdered for the crime of being a Jew. He was defending other people and he stopped a terrorist but died in the, in the attempt. AriFold.org is providing all sorts of resources to soldiers who are about to go in, into battle. I'm a Jew. Those aren't just the words of martyrs. They're the words of heroes. They're the words of Moses in front of Pharaoh and Jonah on the boat and Esther in front of Ahasuerus. 
They're the words of the Maccabees, and they are the words of the soldiers currently serving in Gaza, protecting their families and protecting their children and protecting their land. I am a Jew. Let me tell you what those words mean. They mean I'm a child of the people of the book, the people who brought the world Moses' message of freedom and Jeremiah's message of justice and Isaiah's message of hope, the people who represent the root of the values of the West, the people who preserve the tradition thousands of years old stretching back to Sinai, the people of the Ten Commandments and the splitting of the Red Sea, of the Holy Temple and of Abraham's one God. I'm a Jew. I'm a member of a people who will not be victimized again. Israel's called up 300,000 reservists. People are volunteering in mass numbers. Flights in Israel are packed. Flights out are largely empty. 150% of volunteer numbers have been hit. Now I want to read you some text from people I know. Brothers, sisters, friends in Israel. This from a member of my security detail in Israel. We just left a couple of days ago. He's been called up. He's 25 years old. Quote, on my way to join my brothers in combat. And this from a close friend, a doctor from the United States, who has responded to Israel's call urgently for doctors. Quote, I couldn't sit in Florida knowing what's happening. And this from a soldier in Gaza, quote, today our hearts beat with fear. Who among us is going to die and who will return safe and sound? We are your messengers in battle. We fight so that you can live in peace with your children so you can stay alive. We are your protection. Will you be one of us? We go on this dangerous mission knowing that some of us will not return, but will ascend to our next position in a storm to heaven as Eliyahu the prophet did. We go there with devotion and dedication. We ask you to be our protection through your prayers. Protect us by going beyond yourselves through spirituality and good deeds. Pray for us. Pray that you will not see another mother bury her son. Pray that you will not see our women as widows raising our children in tears. Pray that our children will grow up knowing who their fathers are. Pray that we eliminate the terrorists who aim to destroy us and that we do not harm innocent women and children. Please, we implore you, as you read this, don't just move on to the next thing you do. Say a chapter of Psalms. Awaken King David to ask the Almighty for full redemption and peace for the whole world. Take upon yourself another good deed. And please pass this on. I'm sure your prayer will make a difference. Remember, we are in this together. We are on the front lines with weapons and you fight with us in your prayers. Every word of your prayer gives us strength, protection, and success. Yeah, every year, we Jews read on Passover in the Haggadah, which is the retelling of the Exodus from Egypt, the following words. And it is this. The Torah, Judaism, it has stood by our ancestors and by us. For not only one enemy has risen up against us to destroy us, but in every generation they rise up to destroy us. But the Holy One, blessed be he, delivers us from their hands. And we read in Psalms 121, Behold, the guardian of Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. There's a famous song that we sing in our synagogues, a lot of our events, and it says, our brothers, the whole house of Israel who are in distress and captivity, whether over sea or on land, may the omnipresent have mercy on them and remove them from distress to relief and from darkness to light and from subjugation to redemption, now speedily and close at hand. And here is that song. Acheinu kolbeis Yisrael, Acheinu kolbeis Yisrael. Anasunim betsara, betsara uva shivya, haomdim ben baya, muven baya, abasha. 
Hamakom Yerachem Yerachem Alehem Viotziem Mitzara Lirvachal Mayafale Oral Mishibu Ligula Hashta Bagala Uvizman Kariv. I'm going to finish with one more thing that we say and that everyone should remember. The people of Israel lives. Our Father in heaven lives. God bless you. God bless the United States. God bless the state of Israel and all the people who are going to go into harm's way to protect innocent lives. And may God avenge the blood of the innocent. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. 